Hello and welcome back to the Hunters of Fandom podcast. It's Twilight Tuesday, y'all. And in today's episode, I'm going to be talking about chapter 8 of the first Twilight book. Uh, chapter title is Port Angela. You know what, guys? We have a bit of a doozy for you today. Um, But before we begin the episode, I just want to lay out a blanket trigger warning um, for illusions and possible discussion of uh sexual assault and just general assault so if that is the kind of thing that may trigger you i suggest you skip this episode um we will be back to our regularly scheduled weekly episode on friday so stay tuned for that but now let's get into the episode well we're gonna first start with a summary this chapter is the first interesting chapter since Bella almost got killed and or well, hit and killed by a truck, which is honestly very sad to think about because A, the fact that one of the last interesting chapters was when she almost got hit by a truck, that's a piece to think about. And B, it's the fact that this chapter is also, it's a chapter where she gets saved by a very dire situation that involves four men basically cornering her in an area that she doesn't know. And she only just manages to get out of it because Edward Carling can read minds and also happen to be in the area. Um, so. Honestly, I've never been more glad to see Edward Cullen, and I'm just going to leave. I'm going to get into that in a minute. But this chapter is quite literally a girl's night out gone wrong, and Bella Swan gets some answers. That is the end of this chapter's summary. Now we get into the actual chapter, and I cannot lie to you, I did actually forget where we last left off, because I, little peek behind the curtain, I have not read this book for over a month. I'm pretty sure the last time I read this book, oh yeah. It's been about a month or so since I've read the last chapter, so I was like, I don't know what the fuck is going on, and I was like, oh, right. Basically, Jess, Angela, and Bella are going on a little girls' night out. They're going to go and find some outfits for Jess and Angela for prom, and Bella's just kind of there for, like, moral support, you know, checking out their fits and all that. There is there is a point in this chapter where the phrase estrogen rush is used to describe Bella basically being like, I haven't had a girl's night out in forever. And I was like, that is the weirdest kind of uncomfortable terminology I've ever heard in my life. Like, I don't think there are people who actually referred, like, have ever referred to anything as the estrogen rush like what that what the hell that was a decision okay but i don't think that was a thing in the early 2000s i don't think that's a thing in 2022 i was just very creeped out by that phrase i don't know just something about it don't sit right with me maybe it's the fact that i'm longing to do and testosterone and i'm kind of yeah no we're not going into that jay Tyler, you know, the dude who almost hit Bella with a car, where, you know, the last interesting chapter, apparently he's been telling people that, oh yeah, I'm taking Bella to prom, which, considering the fact that he's not dating her, and he hasn't asked Bella to go to prom with him, I'm very confused and grossed out by the fact that he's just telling people this, like, Look, listen, okay? As a person, and specifically a guy, 
I think that's the weirdest fucking thing you can ever do. Just be like, oh yeah, I'm going with this person that I have not talked, that I have not spoken to really in depth about prom or asked to go to prom and I'm not dating them. So it's not automatically assumed that I'm going to prom with them. Oh yeah, I'm taking them to prom. It's like, um, no. That's fucking weird, my dude. Like, you made a decision and I'm telling you, it's the wrong fucking decision. And that kind of sours Bella's mood for this little night out for a bit. And honestly, I can't blame her because I too am just sitting here like, Tyler, what the fuck is wrong? Like, so far, every single male that we've seen in this damn story, except for Charlie, and I guess at this point Jacob because he hasn't really done anything, just like, I don't know, they all make me uncomfortable. Like, all make me uncomfortable. Like, I don't know what the fuck is wrong with you, but I just would like you... I would like you to all stop, please and thanks. Um, yeah. But, you know, they keep going with the little, like, trying on dresses and stuff, and they're just... They're describing stuff to do with fashion. I'm just like, I don't know how this stuff works, okay? All I know is that coordinating colours, and my idea of coordinating colours is just wearing the same colour. So if I'm wearing, like, blue, I'll wear, like, blue trainers. Or I guess I match with black a lot because most of my wardrobe is black because dark colours are just my thing. I don't like being, like, standing out. So dark colours, you know, it's hard to stand out with black unless you're in, like, a group of people wearing really light coloured clothing. And also because it's versatile and no one's going to see stains as well, like... I'm not, I'm not the type of guy to be casually rocking a pair of white jeans. Like, I could barely rock a white shirt in secondary school for five years. I'm not the type of guy to be rocking a fucking white pair of jeans. Like, no. I would trip and just mess up the entire jeans and be like, well, I'm never wearing these again. Thanks, y'all. So, Yeah. And then, um, we get a little tidbit of, like, look, the main character of a book is a bookworm. I know that this is probably, like, overdone, overused. Like, it's a trope, probably, at this point. But every time I see it, I'm like, you know what, okay, I understand, okay? The author is probably a bookworm, therefore gives the character, main character, a little bit of a bookworm thing. I don't know. I just like the appreciation of books, okay? I like the appreciation of books. I'm a nerd, okay? I grew up in books. Therefore, I'm never going to be upset to see someone appreciating a good book. Edward Cullen is here, which... Honestly, seeing, like, oh, yeah, look, a silver vulva, I was like, fuck's sake, of course Edward Cullen is here. Of course she's been thinking about Edward, and he's here, and for fuck's sake, okay? It's not even like he can read her mind. Also, at this point, I don't know if we, if in, I can't remember if in the book we know that he can read minds. I know that because of the movie, but I don't know if we know that he can read minds at this point. And honestly, the fact that I know what happens in the movie is very much colouring my reading of this. 
but also I, I'm starting, at least with this chapter, I'm starting to see just a little bit why we eventually get Edward Bella, even if it is still fucking weird to me. Um, but yeah, we kind of start getting into the kind of girls night out gone wrong section here because she's just walking around trying to find a really good bookshop and she sees a group of four guys a couple years older than her and they start you know talking to her and i'm just here like not a group of four men talking to a teenage girl who is walking around in a town that she doesn't know by herself like bella you you've got to get out of there like go near civilization please like go somewhere where they're not gonna try something and so she'd been walking for a bit and then she realized oh shit two of them followed me and then she's still walking you know like being like oh shit i need to like hurry up i need to kind of speed like i need to speed walk and then she turns a corner and she's like oh shit the other two guys are here and they've basically herded me into a corner, and I'm sitting here like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, like, this is bad, okay, this is really bad, like, this is, this exact scenario, and similar scenarios, are why men are kind of fucking gross, like, there's, there's no, there's no reasonable like good person explanation for this like there's nothing there's nothing that you can be like oh but they were just but they were just not no no like there's nothing you can say to make this situation seem better because it's not it's in, it's nefarious like it's nefarious at best at best is like there's no even at best it's just gonna like like it's just a really fucking bad situation and then all of a sudden edward cullen's fucking car rolls up and i'm like holy shit i've never been so glad to see him in my life like thank you thank fuck you were there because honestly i was genuinely like a little i was a bit concerned like obviously i know that not at least according to the movie there wasn't going to be any lasting like big impact shit but i also i know for a fact that they changed adaptations from book to movie change like a lot of the time darker shit gets cut out from book to movie adaptations because that kind of shit is not gonna go well especially if you want to keep a horror like a lower um rating for your movie they'll just cut out anything that isn't like child friendly and this scene and the implications of this scene are most definitely not fucking child friendly so i was just like holy shit i'm very glad to see you and he's just here like hey tell talk to me about something unimportant so I can basically be like, hey, I'm not going to go and beat the shit out of those guys. And honestly, at that point, I was like, I honestly can't fully blame you for that. Like, like I can't. I can't blame you for wanting to beat the shit out of those guys. Especially because he could read their thoughts. 
and trust me when I, I, I doubt that their thoughts were all fucking marshmallows and clouds and rainbows, yeah, like, honestly, I think there's the Midnight Sun book, right, that's like this book from Edward's perspective, honestly, I might actually read that purely to be like, hey, because it, because I would assume that they have this scene in there, because this is like a big scene for those two's like kind of relationship. And so, honestly, I don't know if I want to know what they were thinking. Like, I don't know. But then Edward Cullen immediately fucking ruins it because he says, and I quote, "Sometimes I have a problem with my temper." If that ain't a goddamn warning sign, okay? A red flag, if you will. I was immediately concerned by that statement. It's just like, you know what, Bella? Don't, don't, don't engage too heavily with this man. Just the phrase, I have a problem with my temper is not, like, that's not reassuring. That's not something you want to hear. That's not something you want to hear. Like, yes, he did save you, but also that sentence is not a good sentence to just hear out of someone. Hey. But they're driving, they're going back, um, and they end up going to the restaurant that Bella was going to meet up with Angela and Jessen, and the, and she sees them both outside, and they're kind of, like, anxious, because obviously, like, She's just like they. They thought she went to the bookstore and then she was just gone, and it's been a while at this point. And so I was like, oh shit, okay, they do give a fuck. That's that's good to know. Like they do give a fuck. Like they're not terrible human beings, which I didn't think they are because I didn't think they were because Angela seems pretty decent. Like Jess is, was a bit weird with the whole Mike thing. And also the whole Edward thing, but she's not a terrible human being, which, you know, I appreciate, especially in this chapter, after we saw examples of terrible human beings, I was like, oh, fuck, fuck. Like, okay. Like, not everyone is complete and utter trash, and I'm very grateful for that. Especially in my fiction, where I'm supposed to be escaping from reality, not being drawn back into it. So, after a bit, it's just like, hey, Edward basically like, I want a bit new to eat, but I was like, um, I'm not really hungry. And then Angela's like, hey, we already ate, like, I'm sorry. And ben, and Edward's like, no, it's fine, I'm going to take her to eat, um, and I'll drive her back so you can just, like, go home. And so they leave, and then Bella and Edward go to this little restaurant thing. And the waitresses and stuff are like, ooh, uh, ooh. Now there's a fine-looking person right there. And Bella's noticing it, but Edward is not even paying attention to them in the slightest. And Bella at one point is like, you... Like, dude, like, you don't need to do that. And Ed was like, what? And he's like, and Bella's like, dazzle them. And he's like, I dazzle people. And I'm like, hold on a fucking second, my dude. So you can read minds. Yeah. 
You're telling me you can read minds and you don't know that half of your school is dazzled by you. All right. That's that and mean. Okay. Sure. I guess. Sure. Whatever. Um. But they're carrying, like, they're just talking, and Edward's like, are you okay? Like, he's kind of waiting for her to go into shock. And then Bella Swan comes out with this statement. I've always been good at repressing unpleasant things. What? Like, excuse me, I need some elaboration on that statement. What do you mean, good at What things have you been repressing? Like, I want to know about that, okay? You gave me multiple chapters of bullshit about Mike liking Bella and Mike being oblivious to Jess's feelings and all that. I want to know about the fucking things that she's been repressing. That makes her seem a bit more fucking interesting, my dude. I don't really care about the high school relationship shenanigans. I don't give a fuck okay i'm we've all been there we've all dealt with the problems with the relationships in the friend group that's not what i give a fuck about i want to know what the hell bella's been through where she's like i'm good at repressing unpleasant things like what are you talking about i want to know god damn or better yet can someone explain to me the mechanic of being a vampire? Because yes, they drink blood. I understand that. I get that. I also understand the fact that they don't need to eat. But could they? Like, can they eat food if they want to? And can they drink anything aside from blood? Because I would have assumed that vampires are still 70% water because humans are 70% water. And most of the vampires that we know about are made from humans like undead humans so can are they allowed to like can they are they able to consume things aside from blood what is it about the blood that leads to eternal life like i'm very because i know that vampires have venom so are they made of venom instead of water and would it like dilute i how do vampires work please like, I don't want to research it because I don't want to give myself too much information aside from what I already know from the movies that, honestly, I remember the basic gist, but don't ask me for details about those movies. I wasn't paying that much attention. It was one of those movies that I'd put on and then I'd be on my phone and then I'd look up and be like, ha, the cinematography in this is shite. Look at this shit. Why is the entire first movie tinted blue? Why is their makeup caked like that? Like, bro, everything just looks kind of fucking weird, man. Like, honestly, you could recut Twilight into being a horror movie, like the movie. Honestly, you could rewrite this book so far. I'm eight chapters in. You could rewrite this book to be a horror book, and I would be like, yeah, sure. Because you know where we usually see vampires in horror. And Stephanie Meyer went, mm. but what about romance books? Like, obviously, like, she kind of 
she did what she did. She became very well known for this fucking franchise and very, like, you know, movie deals and all of that shit and got a very big ass fan base. Like, a pretty decently sized fan base and, like, quite well known. So, obviously, she did good for herself. But I do find the concept of someone deciding to write a vampire romance novel, like, it would, if Twilight didn't exist, and even though Twilight exists, my brain's still like, that's a fucking weird decision that you made out of all the things, and you chose vampires to be in love interests. Okay. I don't know, it's fucking weird to me. I don't know. But they keep carrying on their conversation. And at one point, Bedwood's basically like, I'd say you're a magnet for accidents, but that's too vague, like, that's too narrow, like, you're a magnet for trouble, not my personal brand of flirting, I'd rather be a little bit sarcastic, a little bit like, hey, like, you know, throws a sarcastic one-liner at you, you throw a sarcastic one-liner back at me, that's kind of like, you know, a little bit of banter, a little bit of humour, you know, that's more my speed, but to each their own, whatever floats your boat, my dude, like, you, y'all do you, not particularly one to be wanted to be called a magnet for trouble, I'm just trying to mind my own fucking business at the end of the day, honestly, I can feel that my accent's changed, and I don't really fucking want to change it back, because I don't remember what my accent sounds like, which is honestly quite fucking weird, but it is what it is, my dude. And so we get a little bit of a dive into Edward's specific powers of his mind reading bullshit, and he basically sees things as pictures, or at least in this scene, he like kind of sees it as pictures, which could explain the fact that he doesn't like realize that other people find him dazzling. So that's certainly an explanation. And also that probably makes it easier to understand what like random motherfuckers are talk like thinking about and stuff. Cause like obviously that meant that he didn't have to go searching through people's brains to be like, hey, are you thinking of this one brunette girl that I'm a bit kind of fucking obsessed over? It's like, oh, like, oh, you are not thinking about Bella's one. Oh, that is Bella's one. Okay, cool. I'm gonna go pay attention to you. But the chapter ends and they've got one hour long car journey. And Edward's like, so now I've got some questions. And that's how we leave off. And to be honest, I might actually be looking forward to this next chapter. Which feels a little bit like a crime. Am I gonna like this book series by the end? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see by the end of this book if I even give a wild fuck about any of the characters, because so far, I don't particularly give that much of a fuck about Bella. Like, I was a bit concerned. I was concerned for her in this chapter, because, like, that was a very, kind of, that would have been a very stressful scenario, and the fact that she's able to repress it, go, go to therapy. Go to therapy, please. Like, you obviously need it. Like, ayo, I don't think you're, I don't think you're expressing healthy emotions right now. 
But y'all, that is going to be it for today's episode. Honestly, I feel like we've got into some sort of interesting part. I'm hoping that it picks up the pace of it, is a bit more interesting throughout now, rather than the mundane bullshit, because honestly, I didn't fucking care. Um, but yeah, that's going to be it. Um, this has been another episode of Twilight Tuesday with your boy. Um, you can follow the podcast and all the social medias, and you can follow your host James and all the social medias, and the usernames are in the description down below. The graphics are by Vaishon Brandons. You can find him on Instagram at Vaishon Designs, and you can check out. You can check out a couple of our other episodes. The last episode to come out on the main feed was The King's Man, and before that was Encanto. I don't know what fucking episode is coming out this week, but it should be up on Friday. If not, it will be up a couple of days later. Um, and also, at some point in the future, I will be reviewing the 355, the new movie. Jessica Chastain's in it, Lupita Nyong'o's in it, um, Penelope Cruz is in it, I think Diane Kruger's in it. Um... I knew it was coming out from a long time ago because Sebastian stands in it. But there are a bunch of people in that. I have not watched it yet, but I I've only heard positive reviews so far from like people I follow on Instagram. So I'm hoping I think it's like a spy spy kind of movie, maybe a bit James Bondy. I say as if I've watched a James Bond movie. I have not. Um but I will be watching that in the future, and you can find an episode about it. If you're listening to this sometime in the way far future, first of all, I hope everything's going well. I hope we have not completely crashed and burned the world, and I hope this fucking panoramic is over. But anyway, y'all. Hope y'all are staying happy, staying healthy, and staying safe. This has been another episode of the Hunters of Fandom podcast. I am your host, James, and until next time, y'all, adios.